passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joy Christopoulos, my co-host, Corey Wooten. Thank you so much for checking us out on YouTube. Like and subscribe and comment. We're coming at you with a great draft recap episode in about 30 seconds. But first, got to talk about our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds in the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball fights, and even next season's NFL futures at BetOnline. And hey, don't forget this weekend, it is a run to the roses with the Kentucky Derby, so it continues to be your number one source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting, Vegas casino games, and more. It's Bet Online, and look, it's super easy to get started. So head to the website today, or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code Believe B L E A V and receive a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. It was a wild weekend in the NFL. It was the NFL draft. The Bears walked in with six picks, ended up with 11 picks in total. We're going to talk all about it with my man, my co-host. Let's bring him in right now. He is Fox 32 Chicago Zone, former Northwestern Wildcat, former Chicago Bear, Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? What's going on, Joey? You know, just recovering from this Arizona golf weekend. You know, uh, had a great time. Uh, five rounds in three days will really take its toll on you. Uh, and you saw the post that I had. Me and all my buddies, we had the IVs. Um, yes, because of the heat and a little bit because of uh, too, too, too many uh, John Daly's out there on the course. So we, we, we had a great time. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we dropped some bombs out there. Dropping bombs with Corey Wooten. Uh, sounds like a great idea for a show. Oh, I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> some, maybe some other time. Hey, look, that's the whole idea is when you go to Zona with your guys, you got to take it to the extreme. Uh, super glad you got to do that. And as you, as you said on the pre-pod, you got a little downtime to check out the NFL draft. Exactly. So let's dive right in, man. Let's talk about the Chicago Bears. Yeah. 11 picks, a lot to cover. So maybe let's just start at the beginning. Let's start with the mm-hmm. first two picks, if that's yep. cool. 39 and 48. Kyler, Gurdon, uh, Kyler Gordon, excuse me, cornerback. Jaquan Brisker, yep. safety. I don't know if it was necessarily what Bears fans wanted, but Corey, yeah. is it what Bears fans needed? So I think it is. I, I would have personally liked uh, an offensive tackle in one of those picks between the two. But I really like the Kyler Gordon pick because I think he is a true shutdown corner. Um, in college, he was across from Trent McDuffie, first round pick on this mm-hmm. year's draft. So he's had experience of people throwing at him, right? He, he led his team, Washington Huskies, in interceptions, pass deflections because you know, McDuffie was the shutdown corner. So people were throwing at him as well. So I think Kyler Gordon, in my in my opinion, could have been a first rounder as well. So I think this was probably, in my opinion, the Bears best value pick. And I think he's going to be a day one starter. And think about it. If they have another shutdown corner, 
opposite Jalen Johnson. I mean, hey, two young guys um, that could really, you know, uh, shut down the opposing wide receivers. I think that's a great thing to have. So I do like that pick, um, you know, but with the next one, I would have loved an offensive tackle because Bernard Ryman, that I was talking about, the Central Michigan left tackle that I thought could have potentially have been a a first day, um, you know, starting left tackle. He would have still been there at that point. So I would have liked that. But I do like Javon Brisker. You know, I thought he had a good career at Penn State. Uh, He's a real leader out there. You know, he could play deep range safety in the box, could play people out of slot, um, could do it all. Was a real leader out there. They were saying, you know, he's the quarterback of the defense. I, I like the pick, but I'm not in love with it. You know, like I said, I would rather the offensive tackle, you know, and and you look at the needs, the offensive line was not addressed in, in one of those two picks. So that's that's kind of where I understand the Gordon because um, I think that's a great value there. You know, I think he's a day one starter. But we we need we need that left tackle, the anchor of the offensive line. So that's where. I'm, what, what did you feel about that? You know, going defense first two picks. Um, Gordon didn't surprise me, right? Uh, as we talked about on the preview, the NFL draft preview. I think you know if a guy like Tyler Smith or if a guy like Kenyon Green was there at thirty nine, mm-hmm. we could definitely talk about it. I think Christian Watson going off the board at thirty four to the Green Bay Packers really probably shook up the the draft board for the Chicago Bears. I think he was probably the guy there at 39 so i'm on board with gordon let's start first with the positives with brisker right you mentioned leader on the field i love that idea Uh, if you look at his penn state he's what got like nine pass deflections he's got some interceptions zero penalties Corey, last year that's good clean football right yeah clean football and and look like let's also play it out where if he's a physical guy that can get his nose in the box a little bit more maybe eddie jackson doesn't have to worry about tackling as much you know what i mean and maybe you can get back to playing that center field to picking off some passes those are the positives yeah um yeah Corey. i mean i guess the thing that i can i'm scratching my head is i totally understand best available player and look i think actually brisker is going to be a really good player but my question kind of is is in his contract cycle is he going to be a guy that we're going to be able to lock up long term if he is really good do you spend big time money in that free safety I'm sorry, the strong safety position, is that where you allocate a lot of your dollars? And on top of that, at pick 48, that is the Khalil Mack pick. So if you want to keep it simple, sometimes Bears fans need to look at things, you know, black and white a little bit, but Khalil Mack is basically being traded out for Jaquan Brisker and not maybe that offensive tackle that hopefully you can groom and give big money to one day. And then also my guy, we talked about on the preview pod, George Pickens is sitting there at 48. We thought he wasn't going to be there at 39. He's then sitting there at 48. And then Corey, yeah, I would have pulled the trigger. I would have pulled the trigger on him. What ha- sure. And then what happens? He goes to wide receiver university, 54 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. My exactly. wife is elated. My favorite guy in the draft now is on Pittsburgh. Yeah. So I think that's a little bit of the head scratcher. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe why Bears fans were a little upset. Exactly. Yeah, that I, I, I agree with you because if he's there, he's a first round talent. You know, I know there's some off the field issues, but simply you, when when he gets drafted, you let him know you have a guy in there that's like a mentor to him. You say, listen, you, you like money, right? Who doesn't? Everyone loves money, right? If you do not do what you're supposed to and you get in trouble, you will you will not get paid in this league. You'll be a guy that will bounce around from here to there. But I think talent wise. He, he's a first rounder all day. It was just some of the off the field stuff. And I'm going to gamble on a second round pick for that. I'm not picking a first round pick that has all these issues that you're worried about, but a second round pick 
That's a no-brainer for me, especially when you had your cornerback, your shutdown corner that you wanted to get. I love that pick. But right there, pick him. He's there, right? And then yeah. potentially in the third round, you know, we're looking at, at the offensive tackle. And then we address two potential offensive needs right there, two, two guys that can come in and be starters day one. So in, in the first three picks, you have three guys that you believe will be starters day one. And then you address the biggest issue with that left tackle as well. What I was talking about with, with uh, Bernard Ryman there, um, you know, in, in the third round potentially. So ah, I would have liked that, but I, I understand what they were doing. And, and you got to think sometimes Eberflus and company, they're, they're always going to be leaning a little bit more defensive side of the ball. Right. Because I think their whole philosophy is, Hey, how do we take the pressure off Justin Fields? Right? And that's playing great defense, right? We need, we have these two needs on defense, right? This is my, this is my team now, Eberflus is saying, and I need to address that, right? To put Justin Fields in the best position to succeed. I'm all about takeaways, right? I have my corner there. I have a safety that I feel can, can pair up with Eddie Jackson, right? And be that one, two punch. So I got two young guys in there. So I get it, but I just didn't get, we didn't get the offensive line or the receiver that we wanted to get with, with uh, that, that second uh, or, thor or third pick, rather. Well, yeah, and Corey, as you said, you know, taking a gamble on the second round, it's the yeah. second second round for the Bears. Exactly. It's their second, yeah, second it was, round pick. And, it was basically and it, a free pick for them, you know? Yeah, and look, like, you know, we mentioned, we talked a little about, about those red flags previously, and, you know, mm -hmm. what we're talking about also is, like, kids that are 19, 20, 21 years old, too, as well, and look who hasn't made a mistake or maybe yeah. said something wrong or lost their temper when they're in their early 20s. Yeah. I also found it really interesting in this, these NFL drafts, and maybe, Corey, you can speak on it. Is there a correlation or a coincidence ever that teams like the Patriots, the Steelers, the Chiefs, they seem to have no problem taking on red flag guys mm -hmm. where there's other organizations that yeah. say, no, 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 we can't poison the culture. It seems like yeah. these really successful teams that win and win year yeah. in, year out, already have an organizational structure that can withstand taking on people yeah. with red flags. Is there a coincidence there? Yeah, I, I think they just have the no-nonsense mentality, right? And they're like, I don't care if you were a first-rounder last year. If you're not doing what you're supposed to, we'll cut you. I don't care. We'll get somebody else that came from another team that nobody wanted, and we're going to make him a superstar, right? And that's their philosophy. It's always next man up. And some teams get nervous about this, that, and the other. But I think the, the mark of a good team is, hey, when someone has some character issues in your organization, you know, you got to nip it in the butt right away. And if you don't, that that will bring your team down. That will be a distraction. And teams like the Patriots, Steelers, they kind of nip that in the butt before it gets too crazy. You know, look what happened with Antonio Brown. You know, the minute he started not being a team player, he's out of there, you know. And look how it paid off for them. He had all these – He did. it's not like – he didn't have any off the field issues in college. He's had these same issues. I knew people that played with him in college and they said, yeah, why do you think he wasn't a first round pick? He went in the sixth round for a reason. But I think the thing is they realize like, Hey, this kid is a steal at the sixth round. Hey, if he, if he's not doing what he's supposed to, we'll let him go. Right. And it ended up working out for him. And he had, he had a great 10 years with the Steelers, you know, nine, 10 years with the Steelers and was one of the greatest receivers, in my opinion, to ever play the game, route running, yeah. et cetera. Then when it went downhill, they let him go. But I think sometimes you have to take a gamble on people that are for sure first round talent and have the issues because the risk to reward, it's like we're at the casino now, you know, you, you got to roll the dice on that first round picks. 
I get it. You know, you, you really want the sure thing, especially if you're in the top 15, you, you really want a for sure pick that's going to come in and really contribute. But in the second round, Pickens, he's there. We should have pulled the trigger because I think this dude's going to be a stud. I completely agree with you on that. Uh, he was my favorite guy in the draft, like <laughs> kind of from the very beginning on. I know Watson has a lot of athletic traits. Um, that are really intriguing, but also had some drop issues a little raw. Mm. I, I just I just thought Pickens was ready to roll, and he was coming at that value, too, as well, coming off that ACL that I think it would have been mm. really um, advantageous for the Bears to, uh, to snap on it, and they didn't. And yet you're bringing up a point with Antonio Brown <clears throat> where he maybe lasted as long as he did because he was in Pittsburgh, because of that yep. structure, right? It really makes exactly. you think and also kind of makes you think of, you know, were they able to cover up maybe a couple of things that maybe other teams wouldn't have been able to cover up. Um, let's move on to the next pick. Uh, yeah. this is where we get our wide receiver, Corey. Exactly. Um, and I think that there is a wide range of opinion on this yeah. man. Uh, Valus Jones Jr., um, 25 year old out of yep. Tennessee. Um, I personally, I think we all need to, I mean, I want to get your opinion on this because yeah. I think we need to get over the fact that he's 25. That's probably exactly. my first big point that I want to bring out to Bears fans is that, look, we have to really recognize and understand that through obviously our lives being changed through the pandemic and through COVID that does not exclude itself from college athletes and the time that it takes for them to either be on the field, perform mm -hmm. or get to the level that they need to be. And exactly. Ryan Poles even mentioned this in the post game, uh, his post uh, co conference about the draft. He said, this is going to happen again next year too, as well. Cause mm -hmm. this is still happening from us mm -hmm. all being shut down for so long that a lot of these guys are just going to be older because they have they get an extra year that they don't yeah, they just, have they to, get that mm -hmm. yeah they get that extra the sixth year if you will Corey. yeah um i'll open up the floor to you what was your take yeah. on the pick and what yeah. is your t uh, take on the player yeah when, when i initially saw it i was like you know there's there's a lot more receivers that approved themselves that were available at that point in time. Right. Uh, David Bell, a guy I was really high on was still available at the time. Um, but I think this comes down to speed. You know, they were looking for a game breaker, a playmaker. Um, what he did this season was pretty impressive. I know his resume village Jones, he was at USC uh, before this and, and his career was kind of up and down. Didn't really contribute as much as he would like to, but this past year at Tennessee really had a breakout year for him uh, receiver wise and kick return ability wise. He kind of reminds me a lot of Cordell Patterson, right? Mm -hmm. Coming out the same school as well. Uh, Tennessee had the kick return ability. Um, you know, he was kind of a receiver that you're kind of like, Hey, he flashes a lot of times, you know, he can make the huge play he has great speed. Um, but it was kind of gamble, you know, and Cordell Patterson has had a great career, you know, return wise and just his versatility. But I'm hoping Villas Jones can be that game breaker. You know, he has he had the most uh, yak yards this past year in college football. So I think that's a promising over, sign. Over eight. Over eight per, exactly. uh, per catch. Yeah. Exactly. We're talking about, you know, Justin Fields having playmakers. So they're thinking, okay, we have a, a guy that ran a 4-3-1 that can burn people. Um, yes, you know, he needs to work on his route running a little bit. But, you know, we kind of need – we have Darnell Mooney as our, as our route runner. We could have – this game breaker right here that we can go deep on the play action. Cause you know, they're going to try to run the football zone, right zone, left hard play action, get him going deep. Um, and then the return ability as well. So I think, you know, it, it is, a, it is a gamble taking him, but Todd McShay said, this is the bears best pick. So in his opinion, from all the film he's watched and whatever he thinks 
he's going to have the most impact out there, um, not only from his return ability, but being able to, to, to go deep and go long in, in this in this off- offense. Yeah, when I started really looking into it, I mean, everyone keeps saying he's going to be a great returner. You said to a Chicago Bears mm-hmm. fan, they think Devin Hester, they get pretty excited about it. I'm mm-hmm. right there with you, though, where the problem with him, I think, especially in year one, is I don't think he's going to be able to be on the field for every offensive snap. You're going to exactly. have to pick and choose how to use him. Polls, yeah. when he was talking about Jones, he said that the play style and the possible, you know, the scheme possibility for him yep. is similar to Debo Samuel. Dude's 5'11, 210 pounds. I think yep. Debo's like six foot, 215. They're built yeah. the same way. Very, very physical runners. So I'm with you where if we're looking yep. for him to, you know, run a tight route on a third and eight and pick up a first down. I do not think that he's going to be that type of guy, but I think they could run some really interesting RPO situations with him. They can get the ball into his hands. And I think he's not going to have a problem hitting people once he gets the ball in his hands. And maybe that's where we can kind of get something out of him a little bit. Exactly. It's, it covers a dimension of offense that is very in vogue right now is obviously we see AJ Brown get traded and we're seeing Samuel want to get traded. So, a 25-year-old on a rookie contract, you can give him that Cordero Patterson workload that you're talking exactly. about and see if you can get something out of him. So it handles a facet of the offense, but I don't think it takes on the lion's share that maybe we were kind of hoping for. If that's exactly. Good. Yeah, and I, I think they were, they were kind of hoping, like, we need an explosive electric guy, right? Because, um, you know, I think, I think Tariq Cohen's not there anymore, and they're looking for that dynamic type of playmaker that we haven't had a few seasons since Cohen was hurt um so I think they're looking for that splash guy a guy that can give you return ability that can come in there have a 40 yard long pass get the offense reinvigorated and then as he gets on hey let's develop his skill set as a wide receiver hey he we know he can get off and run the deep route hey let's work on his slants let's work on his in and out of breaks things Mm -hmm. of that so it's more of a development that's a lot of times what you see you're like hey I love his speed he hasn't even tap the surface of what he can be i love this guy's return ability okay so if if we could work with him we can make him you know a number two receiver you know to compliment a guy like darnell mooney so i think that's where the pick is and uh yeah i mean anytime in the draft you know we could talk all day but everything is is literally a gamble you know i think i think gordon is the safest pick that the bears had just because of of you know what he's done in college um and etc but kind of all these other picks you know it's it, it's kind of hit or miss sometimes and you know I think it's more about the development that that Matt Eberflus and company have right you look at the teams that do really well you know Steelers uh Patriots really known for developing that talent and that's what yeah. it comes down to right because somebody can pick what they think is a sure thing but not develop them and then all of a sudden he's bouncing around then he goes to the Patriots and then balls out I mean, so it's all about the development of talent. So that's what we're going to keep an eye on, you know, in this next year, two, three, to see how all these draft picks are getting developed. Because you remember how we were talking about this is how you how you grade or critique, you know, um, Ryan Poles and Eberflus, you know, the second year down the road, the third year down the road, because you see how how free agency, uh, the draft, how they develop that talent, how they develop next year's draft talent. So we got to give it a little time, but, um, you know, we're just, we're just trusting their process. But, you know, in, in my opinion, I think you have to pick guys um, 
that you know, especially if you have a need at wide receiver, pick somebody that you know is going to come in day one and give you exactly what you need. You know, um, that's that's kind of my philosophy on the first three rounds for sure. Yeah, yeah, you're bringing up something really interesting. Where and and here's the thing with me on Valus Jones is that is he going to make Justin Fields' job easier next year? I think so. Right? I mean, get the ball out of his hands, bubble screens, end arounds, uh, RPOs, you know, helping out in that mm-hmm. particular aspect. I think that can yeah. be true. While I can also yeah. say at the same time, does Valus Jones help Justin Fields' development? I don't know mm-hmm. if I can honestly say that as an affirmative, so. yeah. right? Because five to ten yards down the field, you're talking about all, the th- all these things, and you're exactly right, man, that he needs to learn a lot about the intricacies of getting open and route running. Exactly. So in terms of progression – in the pocket no he probably won't help him a little bit and you're also saying to yourself you know what would also help justin fields in the short run and help his development offensive help offensive tackle up front something to shore that up a young bruiser didn't quite get that either so in moments i do think you know justin fields's stat line might be helped out by valus jones i don't know if it exactly helps out his development in the grand scheme of what we want him to be Exactly. And I think Velas Jones is a is a uh, is a boom or bust type of guy. So he's either going to go big for for a long gain, explosive play or nothing at all. I think that's that's the kind of realm of him. You know, and I think I think most of his value is going to be in the return game, uh, especially especially year one. You know, I guess we'll see how he develops in this offense and, you know, how far Better he comes so, as a man. route runner. Um, 71st overall for a punt returner. You can't. Yeah. Corey exactly. can't do that, man. Right? That's yeah, tough. I think I think I think they were just they're very wooed by his yards after catch because that I mean that's the name of the game. You talk about a guy like Debo Samuel, you know that's what he was known for um, in, in his past couple of years in the league. So I think they wanted a physical guy, um, you know, that they could potentially develop. So hopefully, hopefully he'll hit the ground running and he'll be able to contribute right away and help Justin Fields because that's that's the biggest thing we need. Um, you know, obviously we have the defense in order and we kind of filled some of those voids, but it's a now giving giving him a, a playmaker and hopefully Villa Jones can be that playmaker. I know uh, Byron Pringle, um, you know, is a guy very talented that I think could step in and, and be a playmaker. And, you know, kind of in Kansas City, he was kind of like the forgotten about guy, you know, with, uh, yeah. with everything they had going on there. But I'm hoping he could step up huge and then it takes the pressure off so Villa Jones doesn't have to be that guy. Yeah, that's a great point. And also, you know, maybe this is just the fan in me and I'm not sure it 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 makes a dominant it doesn't have a dominance over their decision making, but the other part too is that Valus Jones, he seems like an awesome dude. Um yeah. when you yeah, do you like you really like the personality, the confidence. Yeah. Um I mean like I I don't I mean Corey, it's got to it's got to mean a little something, right? Like how you present yourself, how you carry yourself because Definitely. That sort of thing, I believe, can also transfer into development and work ethic and what yeah. you stand for and what you what you mean and what you're all about. And I think that might have helped him out, too, as well, getting drafted at 71 by the Bears. Yeah, 100 percent. You probably saw the uh, the call when he first got yeah. drafted and he was emotional yeah. about everything and, you know, just super excited. And, and he looks like a guy that's, that's ready to get to work. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just hoping that, that he's ready to go. And, you know, I think. I think they drafted him for a reason. So, you know, us analysts and, and the fans, we have to trust the process. Like I said, we cannot point the finger or anything. We, we got to give it some time with this new regime here. 
and just see how everything goes. We got to see how they're developing the talent this summer for training camp, how they look in the preseason game. I know it's very limited, but how they start the season, right? And what they're trying to build, like I've said, like I've said earlier, is a defensive-minded football team that that is the anchor of this. Ibraflus loves the takeaways, he loves the turnovers, he loves to play strong defense and take the pressure off the offense. So that's what they're trying to build. And I think that's a good philosophy, you know. I think that's great. But I would just like to see, you know, a more proven concept. I would have liked to have two day one starters at left tackle, you know, in that second and third round for sure. And Villas Jones, I don't think he's going to be a day one starter. He could be a guy that comes off the bench and rotates in there, a wide receiver. But I, I just don't know if he's going to be that guy that people are thinking. Yeah, we're hoping that he could be a game-breaking X factor, right? Like the guy yeah. who's we got all our stuff all set up, and then he's that one extra guy where if that one thing can happen, he breaks open, breaks open a game. And yeah, I mean, Corey, I think the other thing too that you know Bears fans are all you know are super upset um, that they didn't take a wide receiver on the first two rounds. Look, I'm disappointed too as well. I try and challenge myself every single year because as a as a fan, I'm talking from as a fan now, every yeah. single year, Corey, what do we want? Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, everything else, who cares, man? And you know better than anyone else, it takes a lot more to construct a team. And the Chicago Bears have a lot of holes right now on yeah. this roster, not just at safety and cornerback, but they could probably use more help with the defensive line. We've talked about offensive yeah. line and, of course, wide receiver. Uh, Corey, we got yeah. two more topics before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about the, the team as a whole, yeah. but I do want to get your take on – you know, if you want to drop in a little something on Dom Robinson, you can. But I was just kind of really, yeah. I was kind of really intrigued that they did take four tackles. They traded yeah. back. They got a bunch of picks. And yep. in my opinion, from my seat, General Manager Ryan Pohl says, "This is my favorite thing to do. I love scouting O linemen, and I want to give my. And I, but I understand that it's a crapshoot. I want to give mm -hmm. myself many darts that I can throw at the board as possible, yeah. Yeah. and hope that one guy turns into maybe a starter. Another guy turns into a swing depth guy." Yep, and 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 we can call it a success. What was your take yeah. on overloading at that position in the second half? Yeah, so so I, I like that a lot um, because you need depth there. Um, you know, I think uh, with Dom, uh, Dominique Robinson, I just want to start out with him. You know, the, yeah, the yeah, defensive please. end. Real quick. I, I, I didn't know I didn't know a lot about him, and I got really intrigued yeah. the more I looked into it. Is yeah, you know, so, so cool this is a guy that that played uh, quarterback in high school, then goes then goes to college at, at Miami, Ohio, and plays wide receiver for two or three years and then transitions <laughs> to defensive end and flashed a lot of speed, a lot of potential. Um, and this kind of reminds me a lot of Daniel Hunter from LSU, right? A guy that, that people really didn't know about. They're like, Oh, this guy hasn't started any games in college. Um, actually the guy that he's played with the LSU um, that played ahead of him actually signed as an undrafted free agent from Minnesota. I forget his name. Uh, but he was, he was more highly touted than, you know, um, Daniel Hunter. But Daniel Hunter got, got drafted before him. Um, and I think this bar, is the thing. Was it Anthony Barr? Uh, it might have it been. Um, I, I can't remember. But yeah. I, I just know Daniel Hunter really hadn't proven anything. You know, you kind of looked at his film and you're like, oh, he kind of made a couple plays here or there. And, and that's, that's what he kind of reminds me of, you know, that same type. You know, a guy that's very athletic, is a freak of nature. Um, super 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 cut up uh can run uh can, can beat you with speed and power but he's just not refined his skills so they're thinking hey let's take this guy that has a lot of speed has a lot of power doesn't really have the tools yet but let's give him the tools 
mm-hmm. and let's develop them, right? Because, you know, we have some guys in place. We've got Robert Quinn there that can mentor him, right? We got Travis Gibson, a young guy that's really come a long way, and he can learn from him too. And Al-Kadeem Muhammad, you know, who's a guy that's that's kind of been a, work, a, a workhorse, you know, lunch pail type of guy that, that really had a great year last year. So I think they're thinking, hey, if he can learn from these guys, um, I think this could be potentially the steal of the draft. That's what everyone's looking. There's a player that comes along and everyone says, oh, that's the next Daniel Hunter. And I think that's what they were thinking um, with, with, with this guy. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I think, you know, with that pick, I, f- I feel comfortable with it. Um, you know, he has a lot of speed, a lot of size. And I think that's a guy you can work with. And he doesn't have to play right away. But maybe if he develops and he could kind of fit that pass rusher role, really get off the edge fast and, uh, you know, just help with help with the rotation. I think that would be a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another guy whose interview I really liked a whole lot, too, as well. That's kind of a running theme is all these guys that they brought in. You know, you mentioned Al-Qadeen. I loved his his introductory press conference with the Bears was really cool. Seems like a great guy. Like and they just seem sincere and invested and that kind yeah. of also is the hallmark of Eberflus's personality yeah. a little bit. And I'm enjoying this idea. I like it when Jaquan Brisker says, you just got the steal in the draft. Like, I like it when guys say like that. Obviously, what does it mean? Who knows? Chip on your shoulder, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just I, I like that type of sincerity. And I think it's cool for a locker room moving forward. So, Corey, here's where we're at, right? We made our picks. The Bears roster, surprise, surprise, still has holes on it, right? Yeah. And let's just maybe stick specifically now with what we've talked about a couple times in this pod, mm-hmm. wide receiver and offensive line. Yeah. The Bears still have money to spend. Obviously, they're carrying a ton of dead cap money this year, but they do have yeah. some money left in their salary cap. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in your opinion, you know, how imperative is it? And what do you think, what kind of message do you think Ryan Poles is sending to his team if he does or does not continue to fortify that room with some NFL street free agents right now. Um, because, you know, in my opinion, I wouldn't mind an Eric Fisher at left tackle yeah. just for one year. Yeah. I personally wouldn't mind. Now, this is kind of pie in the sky, but it makes a lot of sense for me to go out and spend money on a one-year deal for Julio Jones. And oh, here's, 100%. And here's why, dude. Just give me six games, Julio. We don't need you for 17. You can't hold up for 17 anymore. But guess what? We're a young team. We need you in the locker room. I want you for those six games with Justin Fields, catching balls in the red zone, running those routes, teaching some guys. And then when you get hurt with your hamstring, my man, that's when all the other guys get opportunities. How important is it for for the Bears to go out and continue to fill out this roster with quality veterans? We're not winning the Super Bowl, but we still have to do something, right? Yeah, I've – I couldn't agree with you more about the Julio Jones because the minute he became a free agent, um, I was like, hey, we need to get this guy because I think he's a guy that still has it. And and you take a gamble and you say, hey, you know, if he could if he could be healthy this year, he's a thousand yard receiver. I don't care, you know, he's 12 years in the game or not 13. He is a thousand yard receiver. If he is healthy, he still has the speed. He still has the strength. He still has the size, everything. It's just about him staying healthy. So I think you do a one-year deal where you where you prove it with him and you you do a certain amount of money and then um, maybe you take away some if he en- ends up on injured reserve. Um, I think that's that's how you do it. And like you said, it's a veteran guy that can be a mentor to Villas Jones. Um, and then if he has a good year, you potentially bring him back on a, on another deal. You know, um, you know for the following year because I think he still has all the tools. Right? 
It's just a matter of him staying healthy. And I like the Eric Fisher idea, you know. He's a guy that, you know, has kind of been the middle of the pack left tackle most of his career. But I think he has the experience. And that's what you want there. You want somebody that's been in games playing against talented pass rushers, you know, in playoff situations um, down the wire. So I think that could be nothing but great for the competition. And, you know, if, if he's ready to go, you play him at left tackle, you wait till free agency, you get your guy of the future and or in the draft and let's let's keep it moving yeah and that's the whole thing that i just for the life of me in sports and look it's not my money to spend but i never understand this whole the bears right now are trying to build a young core that they're hoping is going to be competitive for the next four or five years right and i I've, i'm i'm invested we're buying in on that right but my whole thing is that while you're doing that it doesn't hurt to have professionals side by side with them in certain areas you know, keeping the boat afloat a little bit, right? Not exactly. letting it get out of control. Like, you still need some people. Like, Justin Fields, we could talk about Darnell Mooney taking the next step, and we could talk about Byron Pringle in a bigger role, and we could talk yeah. about Equinemius St. Brown and Luke Getze's offense, and we could yeah. talk about Velas Jones and his speed and his physicality. Yeah. They need more in that room, right? Yep. And look, they, they, they say that they take the wide receiver room seriously. Exactly. And I still believe that they that they feel like that. But if we walk yeah. into training camp with the exact same room that we have right now, I'm going to change my opinion on that. I mean, exactly. what would, what, they have to do something. Yeah. Just a couple of bodies, man. There's yeah. an Albert Wilson out there, a T.Y. Hilton, exactly. Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, I can go on with Keelan Cole with some people that can at least yeah. come in. Guys there. have experience and can give you a little bit, you know? Yeah, um, run some pro routes with Justin Fields and teach a little, you know, I don't know, some chemistry, man. They have to do that. No, I, I couldn't agree with you more, but I think Julio would be a great addition. And I think it's kind of like Randy Moss towards the end of his career when he goes to the Patriots and people are like, oh, he doesn't have enough in his tank and goes over a thousand there and, and kind of proves people wrong and still beating people uh, deep. But I think Julio is, is probably one of the most genetic freaks you the league has ever seen. You know, he still looks the part. He still can run routes. Even in Tennessee, he just got injured. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a gamble, um, you know, especially for if he's healthy, he'll give you a thousand all day, every day. Yeah. He'll take the pressure off Darnell Mooney. He'll show Darnell Mooney some stuff. He'll show Vilas Jones some stuff. He'll be, he'll be helpful to Justin Fields. And that's what you really want. So I agree. I think, you know, you got to start looking at, hey, maybe bring in Julio Jones, maybe bring in Emmanuel Sanders or T.Y. Hilton. And, you know, because sometimes at the end of people's careers, they're really eager to prove what they can do. You know, look at look at Robert Quinn, right? Coming off one of his worst years, he said, nah, I'm not done. And it really reinvigorated him. Because honestly, I think if he would have had the year before, you know, a eight sack, nine sack, seven sack season, I don't think he would have had the same performance this year, right? And sometimes some of these guys like Julio, right, is a Hall of Famer. But people are like, ah, oh, he's done. He's he's trash. He's injured. still on the street, Corey. Still on the exactly. street, not signed. Hall of he'll Famer. Come, he'll come back and shoot. It could be a situation where, like, it's a Brandon Lloyd situation where he comes out of nowhere one season. You're like, whoa, what the? You know, when everyone's expecting that's him to a, be done. It's a great comp. That's a great comp. Yeah. Call. So I, I could see that, you know, because I think – Guys that are in the NFL, guys that are professional athletes are competitors, right? They never want someone to tell them that they can't do something or they're not this. There may be some people out there that aren't, that don't have the same speed. Don't Julio has every bit of that. Trust me. This is about him staying healthy. And I think he wants to prove that he still is the guy that, that 
everyone thought he was. So I, I, I would take the gamble on him 100% because if he's healthy, oh, he'll put up numbers. I think it is the perfect fit for the Bears for all the reasons that you just mentioned. If he can play, he makes Justin Fields better, gives us a red zone target, reestablishes himself in the league. And if he does, and if he is banged up as he's been, unfortunately, the last three or four seasons, it gives other people opportunities to rise up and take advantage of those chances and grow and mentor other players, you know, and, me and yeah, and mentor some guys too as well. So when he's out there, it's a win. And if he's not out there, other guys are getting chances. And look, we're not going exactly. for the Super Bowl this year, so yeah. let's try and get Justin Fields better with a Hall of Famer. We'll also maybe getting some other people some run too as well. And whatever weighs yeah. out more, I, I'm I'm into it. I think it's a no brainer personally. Exactly. So what what did you think uh, real quick about the, the offensive linemen that they picked? Um, it seems like kind of project guys, you know, with, with the first uh, first guy, the Braxton uh, Braxton Braxton Jones, Jones. Braxton Jones. Yeah. Yep. From Southern Utah. Um, he's got really long arms, 30, 36 inch arms. So I think, you know, he, he, he lacks balance. He lacks lower body strength. But I think he, they're thinking, hey, this is a project here. And that's what Poles is looking for, those those kind of late round, you know, steals that m maybe in a year or two we can develop in, into a Charles Leno or something like that, you know, along those lines. Some guy that can play some some good uh, good football and, you know, that nobody's expecting because, hey, you never know sometimes how a guy like Braxton Jones could come into camp, get with a legit O-line coach now that the Bears have because he played at Southern Utah. No offense to them at all, but – they don't have the same coaches that the NFL level do, or some of these powerhouses in college, Ohio state, Alabama, Iowa, you know, they don't have the same type of coaches that, so he gets in there and he learns quick, you know, maybe we could be in a situation where like, Hey, this is like a Charles Leno a guy that, that came in as a later pick that no one's expecting to do and started pretty early. So who knows? Yeah. I'm with you, man. I, I think it was just smart. Right. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and to your point, too, as well, what was the big story about Larry Borum last year was the dude needs to yep. cut weight and he showed up to training camp in awesome shape. Yep. And now he's at least on a developmental path to have play some sort of role this year. And exactly. what does Poles and Eberflus talk about? They talk about weight and they talk about all mm -hmm. this other stuff. So we know that that's going to be in line. I just like that they took a bunch of different swings on a bunch of different guys. And yep. obviously a lot of them, they have a standard of athleticism mm -hmm. that they have to hit. All those guys yep. did hit that mark. Um, and look, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, a lot of people are talking about a guy like Doug Kramer right now, a guy who yep. I don't think is going to be making any pro bowls, but a guy who could be a solid grinded out starter on some. That's, that's, that's my favorite pick of the, of the later picks. Is Kramer. Um, what do you like about him? Yeah, the most? So I, I like the fact that he's a 47 game starter, you know, was, was the quarterback of the offensive line, um, you know, really physical, uh, grinder. Um, that's what you want inside. And and I don't care about, you know, first round center for these are the type of values that that polls is going to find. And I think he found that value right there because I think he's going to be a guy that can be the, the starter for the Bears. And then uh, I like Tristan Ebner from uh, the, the running back. Oh, I think. Yeah. Talk dude. about another returner, man. And and runs. And the thing Hard. is, he was in a he was in a two back system at Baylor um, and he runs routes like a receiver, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think he legit. He's legitimate. He can play the slot if need be. Um, he can come out of the backfield, and he's a nightmare matchup for any linebacker. So I see the value there. And as a kick returner, I mean, so they have two talented kick returners that they can use day one. Um, him and Jones. So 
those, those are kind of my favorite uh, late round picks. Yeah, Ebner was interesting. Looks like a classic three down, like the third down yeah. back that comes in, the Giovanni Bernard type uh, that can yeah. really, really catch the ball. Um, Herbert also ran the ball pretty well too his last year, so they have a lot of options on special exactly. teams, which is really, really nice. And then, yeah, my final thought maybe like on the offensive line was that what I do like about it is, one, if Brian Poles is going to be a person that says, hey, I know how to develop this position in three years, it's got to be offensive line, right? So yeah. he, ha he probably has a development plan for each of these guys that he thinks mm -hmm. uh, really strongly about and feels yeah. very passionately about, which I like. And then also, man, you know what's going to be really nice is I just am, I'm excited about the amount of depth at offensive line. Yeah. I think one of the bigger problems from the Bears' previous regimes was obviously one – the easy knock was, uh, you know, banking all of your chips on guys that were sixth or seventh rounders, which honestly, Charles Leno did his job, man. They worked out with that one, but we could exactly. throw out a Jamarcus Webb for every Charles Leno. But I do like the fact that if guys go down on our offensive line this year, I have no problem it's bringing death. in maybe, yeah, bringing in some of these rookies, man. And I hate to drag yeah. them, but like it's not Isaiah Wilkerson, who no exactly. offense has is one foot out the NFL door because yeah. he couldn't. He couldn't – the red flags on the field were already there. Exactly. And so you pick him up and hope to God that, you know, it works out. Yeah. Now instead it's it's young, it's youthful, it's all zone attack, yeah. which is really fun. Like the, all those exactly. guys are from zone zone yep. scheme offenses. And, yeah, it's a part yeah. that I like. So Exactly. I, I feel good about the Zachary Thomas, the O-tackle. Um, you know, I think he's a, he's a road grader. He's one of those – you know he's going to play right tackle. He's not going to play on the left side. But I think he's a guy that could come in – and and play if need be you know i think he has all the tools to be nfl right tackle so i i feel really good about that pick um you know i think um yeah just with left tackle it's, it's very hard you know because you you need somebody that's that's got the athleticism it's got the anchor um and but you know i feel i feel good about the the right tackle yeah, in future episodes, we will talk about that left tackle position because I personally believe we should go out and get a pro. It doesn't look like that they're doing that right now. Is it Borum? Is it Jenkins? What happens there? We're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but, Corey, we got to get out of here for right now, man. Um, this is our NFL draft recap of the Chicago Bears picks right here on Believe in Bears. Thanks so much for checking us out. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Um, like, subscribe, comment. Thank you so much for watching this video. Corey, my man, uh, bring us home on another great pod. It's great to see you, dude. And uh, you look very hydrated uh, after, the, oh, yeah. after the boys' bags from the zona yeah, you got, trip. You got you to you you hydrate. You got to hydrate after you dehydrated. <laughs> yeah, and throw, uh, throw out your socials, man, and take us yeah. home. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at Corey Wooten, C-O-R-E-Y-W-2-O-2-T-Z-O-N. Another great pod. Um, was excited to see this draft. And... Uh, you know, I think there were some some very good selections there. There were some that kind of had me scratching my head a little bit that I think we both kind of agree on. Um, kind of wish, kind of wish, <laughs> wish we got Pickens when he's available because I think he's gonna have, I think he's gonna be a stud in the league. Um, yeah. But hey, what are you gonna do? We got to trust the plan of Poles and and Ibra Flus and. They're building it around defense. That's going to be the mantra of this team, the monsters of the midway. So I'm looking forward to it. But I agree with you. We need to have another receiver. Um, hopefully it's like Julio and then potentially another left tackle like Eric Fisher. Um, so if they can bring those two two in there. I feel good about that. And, uh, yeah, we just need a little more depth in those two positions. And I think if we can address that uh, two options that can be starters, I feel a lot better about Justin Fields in the offense. So uh, looking forward to, to seeing what will happen. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll break it down on the next pod. So thank you guys for listening. 
Uh, appreciate you guys' support. Like, time, comment, subscribe. Uh, yeah, let us let us know what you're thinking, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, we'd love to address some some things, uh, questions that you guys have uh, about anything uh, with the Bears, coaching staff, etc. So appreciate you guys, and be well, be safe, like Joey says, and uh, bear down, baby. Bear down, baby. Today's episode was presented by BetOnline.ag. You can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V. Thank you so much for checking out this pod. We're going to be back with another one very soon. Till then, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. And listen to that Corey right there. Bear down. Hold out hope. The draft is over. There's more guys they can add to the roster. Don't freak out yet, Bears fans. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.